And hello, Aki, we are back. And hello, Stevie, it's good to be back. Yes, it is. I love set phases mornings that we have together. Our special time. Mm, when I drink my tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. What a morning it is. No, 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 no. Some ASMR for our fans. Yeah, a little ASMR. Me sipping my tea. I'm a wee tea Jenny, you see. Yes, you are. And I cannot go without my tea. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> no. Were you trying the to words without the accent? I'm just working on the language, and okay. then maybe I'll work the accent in there, you know? Uh-huh. Oh. With the Barbie movie coming out, there's a lot of Ken jokes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Y- you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I know. I do can. I do can. Well, we aren't here to talk about movie reviews or movie releases. We are here to talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Shall mm-hmm. we start That's the show? some true, true shenanigans. Let's get into it. Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Welcome to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Today is Stargate 426715.2. And we're talking about Strange New World, Season 2, Episode 5, entitled Charades. Why was it not entitled Hijinks? Well, they can't bear it. That's, charades basically means hijinks. Yes. I saw that and I was like, that must be hijinks. Why else were they playing charades? And they don't, well... We never really see them play charades, do we? But charades is a critical part of the story. We do see them play a little bit, but we don't see them get to the the end of a game. We see Pike explaining the rules to some Vulcans. Ear. It is an Uh, ear. Two syllables. Ear. Yes. (laughs) Well, why don't we just run it down? Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it? Groovy. The Enterprise is near the Vulcan system, and they're moving very slowly, sub-impulse, and everyone's got a lot of downtime. We start with Chapel's personal log. She's on her way to interview for that Vulcan fellowship thing at the Science Academy. And she's hoping to observe this ancient vanished civilization on the Vulcan moon of Kirkov. There's a strong energy anomaly above the surface. And apparently the Kirkovians, as they're called, Kirkovians, had an advanced medical I don't know, knowledge system, advanced medical practice. And so it seems like it could be interesting. And she is practicing her interview stuff with everyone on board who she can find. So she can talk about the various, the tenets of archaeological medicine. Everyone except hmm, Spock. 
Hmm, so interesting. Why not Spark? Why not talk to Spark about this? It's a Vulcan thing. Why do you talk to everyone else? I don't know, Chapel. Why do you do this? And then we see a surprising, a surprisingly, a stunningly awkward moment in the turbo lift with Mbanga Chapel. Spock comes on, hits a button, goes off. So we know that there's a little bit of awkwardness there. A little bit of sexual tension. What are you, whatever do you mean? Just because they kissed that one time last season and Spock is engaged to, to bring and there's not supposed to be any emotions and also Spock is having trouble controlling his emotions because of his encounter with the Gorn last season. And so he's been using all these surprises. But let me not get ahead of myself. Spock, also, we get his personal log. He's been controlling his emotions with help from Dr. Mbanga with these suppressors. But he's trying to get back into the swing of things, you know, have his normal experience with his crew. So he's doing stuff like drinking with the other officers and cooking with Pike. And he is just basically getting out there. It's a tricky thing because he's got all these medicines preventing him from fully experiencing the emotions that he would experience. So when he's cooking with Pike, he can't smell anything. When he's at the command staff reviews, he sees Sam, his... (laughs) empty plate of crumbs. I guess Sam always brings a, what, a scone and some water to these Scone and a cup of tea, perhaps. That's what it seems like. But he leaves crumbs all over the table. You see Spock just dealing with that, not getting emotional about it. And he's happy about that. But also, he is looking forward to a reunion, now that they're in the Vulcan system, with his fiancée, T'Pring, from whom he is often so removed because of his work for Starfleet. And... As in talking to Dupring, he finds out that she has arranged their ceremonial engagement dinner, the Vishal dinner, to happen during this period of time when he's on Vulcan. Spock is still not speaking to his father, Sarek, but Dupring's mother, Tapril, is still somewhat against the union and will need to be at this, have this Vishal dinner go off to be mollified. So Pike finally notices Spock's distraction. And he says, hey, I see that you're distracted. And he mentions the whole thing with Dupring. And he's like, hey, baby, you got to do what you got to do. Now, you got to get into the shuttle and go take a look at that moon, Kirkhoff. And by the way, you're going to have an extra passenger. And guess who it is? It's Nurse Chapel. So they're on the shuttle having an awkward time. Chapel does bring up the thing that, no, maybe Spock, have you been avoiding me? And he's like, what, me? Who? No, of course not. Oh, anyway, look at that. That stable vortex, that rupture in space-time. How interesting is that? But then the shuttle gets caught in the gravitational force of this anomaly, and the shuttle, it looks like it's about to get jacked up, and Spock and Chapel are looking at each other. And then, boom, smash cuts to Spock waking up after, apparently, a shuttle accident in which they crashed, but then were found floating in space and completely fine. Spock apparently was healed from his injuries, but he was made fully human. WTF. I wish we had a drop for WTF. If you want, I can take that and I'll do something. (laughs) Great. Let me give it to you, Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. WTF. That works. So good. So good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a plan. It's an honor just to be nominated. And in uh, post production, oh. I will add it here. WTF. Now, what the heck happened to Spock? I don't know. But Una and Laan are looking over the shuttle. It looks perfectly fine. It looks like it's been deep cleaned. Like it looks better than, it's like freshly new. But they do discover an ancient, an ancient aliens. Oh boy. They find an alien artifact. And Hura says, it looks like a calling card. It's got basically like a phone number on it. So they call this 
number, air quotes number. They get visuals back as alien first contact, and they start talking to some sparkly bits. And the sparkly bits introduce themselves as yellow of Kirkov. Kirkov. And they say there was an accident and remediation has been made because of Kirkov laws. No further contact is necessary. Yellow says that there are no thanks required and that they fixed the the person who was broken. But the person was not the the instructions. They had the one person to go off of, and that was Chapel, who's fully human. And then they had Spock, and they were like, mm, this person seems weird, so we'll make them like the other person. So they made Spock a human. Meanwhile, Spock, being human, is now experiencing feelings. He he's he's going to go back to work, but he's going to have to figure out how to deal with those feelings. So we get the whole situation with Spock doing everything he did before, but now he's human. So when he's chatting with his friends and before they were laughing and he was just saying something was fascinating, now he's laughing his butt off. And now when he's cooking with Pike, because he no longer has a nasal suppressants and can smell, he is introduced for the first time to the smell and taste of bacon. And he goes, absolutely insania. Meanwhile, we do find out from Sam, Kirk, that exploring this weird wormhole thing, they find that the Kirkovians left space, apparently, and became interdimensional beings. And also in that meeting, boxing Sam's dirty cup and dirty dishes becomes enraged and almost has to be restrained by two security officers to stop him from beating the crap out of Sam, which leads him to, I believe, the meeting behind. We find him with La'an where he discusses that he has emotions and La'an's, oh, it sounds like you're a human teenager feeling a lot of passion and emotions. And meanwhile, <clears throat> Chapel is experiencing survivor's guilt because she's okay and Spock's all jacked up. And she almost forgot that she has her interview for the the fellowship. And she has a very brusque interview where the interviewer is unimpressed. But we'll take a look at her field work to see if she will be allowed to become a fellow of the Vulcan Science Academy. Meanwhile, Spock trying to do all this. Spock's mom. Oh, so they managed to postponed, they thought, this Vishal dinner. And Spock is like, whew, relieved because I'm human and I couldn't possibly do all those Vulcan things they have to do during this Vulcan dinner. It's like extremely Vulcan. But then Spock's mother beams aboard and Spock tries to hide his ears with a hat. Uh, and Amanda's telling him if they don't do the wedding, the Vishal dinner now, the wedding will be off because T'Pril, T'Pring's mother, let's not get these names confused, Aki, is looking for any excuse to not have the wedding because she does not like humans and she does not like Amanda. And they're going to have the Vishal dinner on the ship because they were told Spock had to stay on the ship because of his injuries. So T'Pring and her parents are going to come aboard the ship the following night to have this Rochelle dinner. Anyway, Spock's mother finds out that Spock is now fully human, and she reveals this this thing about the tension between the two families because of her, and so she's, listen, we're going to have to teach you how to lie like a human. Her and Pike and everyone on board is going to try to help Spock be able to get through these three things that happened during the Vachal dinner. And first they have to give him fake ears. Then he has to learn how to pour the tea from the teapot, which is scaldingly hot, but you have to not feel pain. And Amanda shows him how as a human she's learned to suppress her pain as she picks up a hot teapot. Then there's a ritual of uh, learning your flaws from your future in-laws, which sounds incredible. That's an incredible one. I didn't know. I don't remember that being in any other Vulcan, like any other franchise show, but that sounds that sounds excruciating. Uh, it does, but it sounds real. As far yes, as it Vulcan sounds real. Very, very go. Vulcan. 
Yes. But that was the only thing. The teapot, I was like, that's going to hurt. And then there's also a mind meld where you have to share a memory with your child. But the flaws ceremony (laughs) sounds like by far the most excruciating thing. And meanwhile, Chapel is rushing to try and find a treatment to turn Spock back into a Vulcan, but things are not going well, and they only have 24 hours to figure out how to fix Spock before he is stuck that way because of the uh, the cellular jangle janks. Nothing they have on Starfleet can work, so they're going to have to go back to the Kirkovians. Kirkovians. Why can't I say Kirkovians? I'm going to say it like that. Kirkovians. Why can't I say Kirkovians? Same reason you can't say Spock and Pike. Oh, there's, we'll get to that. The Kirkovians, Chapel's like, we got to go back. So she gets, wants Ortega's to fly a shuttle and Uhura to go help translate. And they're going to go fly down to the moon of Kirkov and try to get close to the wormhole and send a message through and try to find out a cure for Spock. So they go to do that. Meanwhile, to Pring and to Prill, and I forgot the dad's name because he is a wilting jasmine, beam aboard. To Pring arrives first, and she and Spock go for a walk, and Amanda's going to stall to Pring's parents. And Spock tries to tell to Pring, but he's unable to tell, her, to tell her because even for a Vulcan, she seems extremely anxious about her parents being aboard and spending time with them. And uh, Prill does show up, and she and I wrote in my notes, to Prill is a to pill. <laughs> a, a pill. You know, say a pill is really a difficult person. To pill. All right. So they go to the the dining area, which is Spock's, not Spock's, Pike's fancy dining area. And Pike has made all this traditional Vulcan food, which Tapril is in- incredibly critical of. And the ritual begins earlier than they thought, because there's not going to be all these finger foods and people standing around chatting. Meanwhile, the shuttle is having trouble communicating with the Kirkovians, so they have to get closer. They have to, quote, wedge themselves in the, the door. And Ortegas has to bring them in to the wormhole area. Spock is able to make the tea, significantly burning himself, but able to keep himself together. And Prill calls the tea acceptable. The shuttle, meanwhile, enters interdimensional space. They talk to a Krakovian, but it's not yellow. It is blue. Blue says remediation was made. And Chapel says remediation was not made. And they ask to speak to Yellow, and they have to wait. Meanwhile, the the, uh, Vishal dinner moves on to the flaws discussion. Amanda gives some very basic flaws. You could visit more (laughs) to to Pring. And Bill really goes in on Spock. Basically calls him a disappointment as a son and as a Vulcan. Says that he does not deserve to be married to their daughter. He's a failure to the Vulcan people because he puts Starfleet first. And basically goes slightly overboard. Spock manages to sit through this, but then asks to be excused to the bathroom where he has a little tantrum. And that's when he finds out that Chapel et al. are in the shuttle trying to talk to the Krakovians. Meanwhile, in interdimensional space, Yellow does arrive. And there's a conversation that is had. But apparently, as Chapel as a friend is not allowed to make a complaint outside of the, quote, response period for remediation because, quote, friends are not allowed to... Well, that's exactly what I just said. I didn't think I would memorize it, but I did. Also, Chapel learns that Spock, in the accident moment, diverted the shields away from himself and towards Chapel to protect her during the accident. And so Uhura and, or- and Ortegas, who both are like, come on, we know the deal, encourage Chapel to explain her true feelings for Spock to the Kirkovian. <clears throat> Uhura saying... Quote, tell them you like Spock. So they're about to do this mind meld thing, but Spock is not, mm, Spock is not healed. So Pike steps up 
<laughs> to try and delay things by saying they need to do an important Earth tradition, that of charades. And so while that is happening, Chapel was able to talk Yellow into talk, telling her how to make a cure. And while they're doing the charades business, Chapel does show up with Spock's quote-unquote vitamins. And uh, Chapel and Spock go into the bathrooms, and they are talking. And she asks him why he did the thing with the shields, and he says it seemed logical. And then there's a moment where there's unspoken that tension, that desire between the two of them. But before Spock can say anything, he says he has to tell her something, and Chapel hits him with the cure, which will cause his 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 Vulcan ness to come back. But the physicality will come back a little later, so he's able to go and do the mind meld which he does successfully, and T'Pril ex- reluctantly accepts that the dinner was done correctly. But in so doing, she offends Spock and possibly his latent lack of control of emotions, and she says only a Vulcan could have done this Vishal dinner. And Spock says, well, you'll be surprised to learn that a human did this Vishal dinner, T'Pril. And he says, a human did it all, the human showed me how, and he, he praises Amanda for being a human among Vulcans, and uh, causes some consternation at the end of the Vashal dinner. And so no one, including T'Pril's dad, who, again, seems like a very sort of milk toast <laughs> kind of, no, I'm a dad, kind of guy who milk was asking... Milk toast is such if, an odd word. Isn't it? But for a Vulcan, he's, he's oh, let's have some more food. Is there more food in there? Why does he now sound like Kermit? Because that's his emotion. He's, I'm a Vulcan, but gosh, you made that food. I'd love to try some, Pike. What's this game charades? You play with your ears, now I'm making a little more <laughs> kind of like goofy. I'm T'Pring's dad. What's his tush? I don't remember my name. I'm not used to doing voices early in the morning. The uh... <laughs> What I loved about that was the subtle shift. That <laughs> it slowly got more and more feckless and goofy, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm different now. It's getting even I'm sillier. Ah, my daughter T'Pring's going to marry Spock. I'm cool with it. That's fine by me. Okay. So T'Pring and Spock go to have a little private talk. And T'Pring is hurt that Spock did not trust her and suggests that they spend some time apart. <laughs> Maybe the, 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 what do you call when people get married? God, what a life. Old marriage? Uh, engagement. Okay. Engagement. Their engagement might be off. And she walks out of the room and Spock is left alone. Chapel is rejected summarily from the fellowship, but then she's like, oh, that's cool. I just spoke to an ancient race that lives in a dimensional space and showed me how to change back a genome in a living person. And and the interviewer's like, say what? And she's like, "Mm, you can read in my paper. Sucks for you. Peace. And finally, not, well, semi-finally, penultimately, Spike et al. have a chat. That's my official word for when Pock and Spike are hanging out. Pock and Spike. I just did it. I tried to do it, and I still can't do it. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) For when Spock and Pike are hanging out, I'm going to call it a Spike chat. Spike chat. And they're having drinks, (laughs) and uh, Spock is like, yeah, so this is pretty, this is the situation. It's been a rough day. And Pike offers one more human ritual, that of commiseration, and they have drinks together. And Spock goes and talks to Amanda about the memory that she shared during the mind meld, which is a memory when she took him to school and the first day that Vulcan children asked him to play with them. And he realizes how much Amanda gave up to live as a human on Vulcan and how she was never accepted and how that was the subtext of this whole Vishal dinner situation in the first place. And then finally, Spock is like, you know what? He's walking around his quarters. I'm going to go see Chapel. And he walks to the door and who's there? But Nurse Chapel. And uh, he tells her about T'Pring. 
And then she asks how he feels, and he says he feels badly, but that it was necessary. And he says he has been conflicted about his feelings because he has feelings for someone else. And he no longer wants to suppress those feelings for Chapel. And then, well, the moment we've all been waiting for. Kissy, kissy. Yeah, straight up kissy, kissy. And then they're both like, say what? And they're like, you know what? Who cares? Let's see where this goes. This ends episode five, season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds entitled Charades. And charades there were aplenty. Let's chat about that. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, let's do. Just cleaning my glasses because of the rampant humidity in my room. Kissy, kissy. And also kind of like a no strings attached relationship. Like they're just going to see where it goes or whatever. Just hang out. Think? Let's just hang out with each other. Whatever, man. Let's not, not divine it or whatever. It's just like Spock and Chapel are doing whatever they do, whatever. But yeah, they're making out. They're going, they're engaging in some heavy petting there. And flagrante delecto, perhaps, there. Anyway, it was a great episode. Everyone loves some love shenanigans. Yes, they do. Kissy, kissy. Oh, and it's just been building. It's been building, Aki. 15 yes. episodes. <laughs> 15 episodes. 15 years. <laughs> it was, it's like the lady on the Titanic. I've been waiting for 15 <laughs> episodes. Sounds wow. a bit like Pelly, actually, didn't it? They did, but it was a good, yeah. it was a nice pull, though. The, the concept yeah. of it was a good pull. Thank you. Yes, and also there's always every franchise has an episode where a Vulcan is not in control of their emotions mm-hmm. and goes absolutely hog wild on everything. That is so. true. I wasn't even thinking of that trope. I was relating this one more to the trope of a transporter mis- malfunction. Because mm, mm. I was like, we have those, and then, and then they're not themselves. Yes, you got your your Tuvix, but this was a happy, this was sort of like a joyful Tuvix, not a weird, sad one. <laughs> we had to maybe get rid of a. A new kind of version of life. Let's not get into the Tuvix debate. I wasn't it's thinking Tuvix. I was thinking more like the Will Riker and his doppelganger. But there are, and, or, there yeah. are loads. You thought of happier ones. I just thought yeah. of Tuvix. I always think of Tuvix. I'm always, my heart is never far from thoughts of Tuvix. And the life they could have <laughs> led if they had been allowed to live. Probably be married to some Klingon woman somewhere. Klingon female. Yeah, but, but I... Klingon. Klingon. But I do understand that they have two lives had to die for one. You really got to figure this all out. It's a complicated episode. It's hard to be a captain in the Delta Quadrant, but we're not talking about Voyager. We're talking about Strange New Worlds, and this is a great episode. I love to prills, hyper-Vulcanism. I love to to Pring's dad, whose name I really should have looked up because I really enjoyed how much he was sort of like, oh, hey, Spock. Oh, hey, Amanda. Well, it's cool to be on the ship. What a nice room. He literally, his lines were like, oh, this is a pretty nice room you got here. <laughs> Would you like to Google it? If you, if you want to know. You can Google that. The answer is What's Sevet. What's the answer? Sevet? Sevet. S-E-V-E-T. Hi, I'm Seven, father of T'Pring, husband of T'Pril, and I'm just so happy to be here on the Starship Enterprise. Y'all got some great looking uniforms, and I love your food. And also, uh, I like this new game, Charades, which I'm going to bring back to Vulcan, and we're going to play all the time. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? I think Seven might like the uh, the dessert. 
that oh, yeah. is often accompanied by cream when one has this dessert at Wimbledon. Oh, you're talking about strawberries? That's correct. I'm seven, and I love strawberries and cream. <laughs> and I would love to have some while I watch premier tennis on the Santra Court. Here at the All English Club at the end of grass season. I'm sorry. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, that was a that was a worthy <laughs> excursion. Yes, there were many wonderful things about this episode. I very much enjoyed Spock's emotional just falling short of calling people dude, basically. And being a teenager, you know, they really I thought they mm. did that well. They really Normally did it at I, home when they obviously had to show him in various scenarios and scenes where he was his Vulcan self not getting the joke, literally, yes. and then mm-hmm. getting the joke. Perhaps that's the joke. Perhaps anyway, that perhaps. is the joke. Anyway. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back once again to the Set Phasers News. We go immediately now to Stevie at the Easter egg desk. Stevie, how are you today? Well, hi there, Aki. I am well, thank you. It is a pleasure, as always, to be here at the Star Trek Strange New World set, here to bring you the latest in Easter eggs from what a, what a wonderful episode we had in charades. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we had... There's, there's always so many, but when you have something like this, calling back to an, a character's past, there's going to be so much good stuff so anyway dr corby and archaeological medicine did you pick up on that Mm. one no oh and the no i didn't mbenga quizzes chapel on corby's three principles of archaeological medicine essentially the Mm. study of ancient alien techniques that can be used by doctors in the present and corby is a reference to dr corby from the original series what are little girls made of but by that time, in 2266, 20, Corby is Chapel's ex-fiancée. Oh, dear. Indeed. So clearly at this point, she has not met him and hasn't gone missing yet. Will mm. we see Dr. Corby in this season of Strange New Worlds, one asks. I do wonder. I do. Spock fully suppresses his emotions. Now, this is a little callback to the original series. So Spock credits Mbenga with helping him to do this. It's a tiny bit of a, a retcon, which is a new term I've learned. I don't know really what I thought that was called before, but it makes sense. You are retrospectively mm-hmm. connecting some dots. Yeah. Look at you. Yes. Well, that's what I think it means. If it's not, then I don't know. I, I never knew if that's what, but I like that definition. That's good. Thank you. It makes sense to me. And and someone said it in our Patreon, and I was like, I don't know what that means, so I can't answer you, Chad. I apologize, and now I know what it mm. means. So Redcom. working mm-hmm. on it. But anyway, it helps to explain the differences between Spock smiling in the pilot episode, The Cage, and the more emotional Spock from Strange New World Seasons 1 and 2. So I like that little bit of canon there. Spock's dad, also in line with canon, this episode sees the reappearance of Mia Kirshner as Amanda Grayson, reprising her role as Spock's mother from Discovery. Spock yes, mentions indeed. to T'Pring that he is still not speaking to his father, referencing Journey to Babel. Babel? Babel. I'm sure, Babel, Babel, Babel. Babel, Babel. In the original series in which Spock reveals that he hasn't spoken to his father, Sarek, in years. Yes. So, love, love is it possibly because of the top secret thing that no one is able to discuss? Probably. Discovery. His sister. Yeah. Section 31. 
Section 31. Shh. It's Section 31. You may have noticed as well the amok time music. When Spock sees humans, his human ears and says, What the f***? We hear notes from the fight music from Amok Time. Now, in Spock Amok, Strange New Worlds composer Nami Melumad also used this music, which originally was composed by Gerald Freed, one of the many composers who worked on the original series. Ha ha! So, ha 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 ha! Lots of little throwbacks. Pelia was not in this episode, and if you remember from the first episode, we see Pelia, and she talks about her assignment on Earth, and, and she's having that chat with Spock. I think it was episode yeah. one. That was episode one, yeah. Episode one. It's been established that Pelia knows Amanda, and she was one of her friends from long ago. But she yeah. sends her regards because she isn't able to make it. So they don't meet in this episode, which is a shame. Mm, it is a shame. Are they going to meet again in this season? Who knows? I hope so. Oh, yeah. I hope they do. Now that we have Amanda, whatever. Anyway, Spock hiding his ears. Obviously, we've seen this before. In the city on the edge of forever, he also hid his ears under a hat. In Assignment Earth, most famously, he hid his ears under a makeshift headband in the voyage home as well. Okay, <clears throat> let's see. Vulcans don't eat meat, apparently. This, I, I, mm-hmm. In all our yesterdays, Spock meet, eats meat while trapped in the Ice Age period on the planet Sarpedon. In that episode, Spock's emotions took over because he was chronologically aligned with Vulcans from the distant past. He wasn't happy mm-hmm. about having eaten meat, but admitted with regret that he had enjoyed it. Traditionally, all Vulcans are vegetarians, so it's quite fun when he's, like, munching on the bacon. Going ham on the bacon, you might say. Incidentally, that is the reason I can't give up meat. Bacon. Bacon. Love bacon. bacon. Listen, it's a, we're bacon. all on a journey. We're bacon. all on a journey. Bacon. Cows are so cute. Pigs are so cute. But I, I, I just can't. I just love that salty goodness. Anyway. Both can be true. Indeed. You can be cute and you can be delicious. You know yes. what I'm saying? But That's life. Going back to today's main theme, Chapel yes. and Spock getting kissy kissy. So when the space-time alien asks Chapel what is her relationship to this being, long-time original series fans know the answer. And in The Naked Time, Chapel actually makes it clear that she loves Spock, but doesn't wish he was fully human. And in The Naked Time, she says she loves the human Mr. Spock and the Vulcan Mr. Spock. And here we find that continuity honoured when Chapel tells the Kirkovians that the human Spock isn't him. So In a, in a sanctuary outside of time. Indeed. Well, anyway, Aki, that is it from me. It's back to you in the studio. Thank you very much, Stevie, for all those lovely Easter eggs. Let's move on immediately to Quotable Bubba. Quotable Moments. What you got? Oh, I got a few. Let's see. I loved not to be indelicate, Captain, but the scent of humans is something most Vulcans must become used to. Mm. Spock talking to Pike. Indeed. I had one, if I may. If I may. Please. Please. Spock, can I offer you one more human ritual that I find helps at moments like these? Spock, what's it called? Pike, commiseration. Mm. Mm. That old Spike hangout. I also enjoyed when they're trying to tell Spock how to talk. I think it's Ortegas who says, Notice how I move my eyebrows, but no other muscles in my face. thought that was cute. And, oh, also, to Prill, when Spock says he has to go to the bathroom, says... A falcon should have a more resilient bladder. I thought that was... Indeed. 
just fully showing how little his future mother-in-law likes him. <laughs> oh, and also Amanda says something very sweet towards the end. She says, it is not easy being a human who loves a Vulcan, which is an explanation of her life, but also that of Nurse Chapel. Kissy, Who's kissy. charading? Who? Kissy, kissy. Bound chicka, bound wow, possibly, once we fade to black. And that's it. That's all I got. All right. Let's go well, on to next time. Let's. Next time on Set Phasers. I'm dancing to the song. Next time on Set Phasers, we're going to talk about episode six of season two, entitled Lost in Translation. 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 If you enjoyed this episode of our show, please do go to your. Oh wait, let me do this. As, let me do this. As, uh, what's his name? As Sir Seven. Hi, if you enjoyed. Hi, sports. My name's Seven. If you enjoyed this episode of Set Phasers, you can find all our back episodes. Not ours. Sorry, I'm just a fan. I got a little ahead of myself. You can find all their back episodes anywhere you get your podcast from. They've covered all the Star Trek. Talking about Discovery. Talking about Strange New Worlds, of course. Talking about Lower Decks. And you're talking about all three seasons of Picard. So y'all check that out and, and maybe leave a nice review or something on our podcast. All right. Bye now. Yes. Thank you, Sebit, for that. Live long and prosper, Stevie. Thanks. All right. I love that. Thanks for that promotion there, Sebit. Super appreciated. My pleasure. You can find us in all the places. Instagram, we are at Set Phases Podcast or Facebook. I don't think we've joined threads yet. Perhaps we should. Well, I got on threads and I made one thing. I was I was pushed by a friend to join threads. <laughs> Who could that have been? Threatened to join threads. <laughs> oh, that, oh, you like that? That was a genuine little giggle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, yes, you can, of course, follow us in all of those places. I need to make more content. But yes, patreon.com slash set phases is where you can join us. We need to have a, a, a get together, Aki, with our patrons. Let's discuss. Oh, God. And Let's do, do it. Soon. I'm yes, home for a while. We've missed you. We've missed you. Can I come? I'd love to be there as well. That's all. I'm still here. Yes, said that you can. Of course you can. Thanks. I'd love Just... to be at the a Zoom hangout or maybe a co-op or something. That'd be real cool. Bring if your I, strawberries. Yeah, I will. I'll bring some strawberries and cream, and uh, it'll be real cool. Oh, I'll just have to go quickly sign on to patreon.com slash phasers and, and become a become a Patreon of y'all so that I can join that. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do it right away. All right, now, bye. Indeed. Thank you again, Savage. Well, that's it from us. I am Stevie Mans. And I'm, as you humans say, a big deal. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.